everyone. Welcome to AP World History 101. I'm your host, Sri, and today's episode is about the decolonization of India. What is decolonization? Well, it's a process by which colonies become independent of the colonizing country. You might be wondering how Britain had power over such a large country for so long. It was essentially because they possessed economic power and advanced weaponry. India came into the spotlight when explorer Vasco da Gama came to Calicut. At the time, European powers were making their way into Asia for the purpose of trade and to establish trading posts in the continent as well. Unsurprisingly, the British wanted to acquire territory as well. In 1599, the British East India Company was formed under a charter by Queen Elizabeth, and the British Joint Stock Company was formed with the intention of trade with Asian nations. The British East India Company came to India solely for the purpose of trade for important commodities. Slowly, through multiple farmans, Britain gained increasing power to trade and establish factories and trading posts all throughout India. With this increasing power, the company started to meddle in Indian politics. Following several battles in which several Indian political leaders were defeated by British soldiers, the British East India Company started to transform into a ruling party. However, the power of the British East India Company was dissolved after the revolt of 1857. After this, the British crown took control of India, which began British rule. India ended up being under British colonial rule for 200 years. The fight for freedom was a long and hard road. It required two remarkable leaders, Mohandas Gandhi and Jawaharlal Nehru. Given the honorable name Mahatma, meaning great sold, Gandhi preached nonviolence and often led peaceful movements such as boycotts and the salt march. He had been a leader of the Indian nationalist movement in South Africa and had also been a vocal opponent of basic discrimination and abusive labor treatment there. He returned to India during the independence movement to participate and lead the fight. Today, his birthday, October 2nd, is celebrated worldwide as the International Day of Nonviolence. Jawaharlal Nehru was an influential Indian nationalist who also led the Indian National Congress. He seeked a united independent India and also became the first prime minister of the country. As the president of the Indian National Congress, he called for independence from the British Raj and instigated the Congress's shift towards the left and aimed for India to be a secular country. So, how did India gain their independence? Well, thanks to Mohandas Gandhi, the entire Indian independence movement was nonviolent. It was through various movements such as the non-cooperation movement and the Quit India movement. The non-cooperation movement occurred after a series of events where Gandhi realized that receiving any fair treatment at the hands of the British was impossible. So, he planned to withdraw the nation's cooperation from the British government and launched the non-cooperation movement. The Quit India movement was a massive civil disobedience movement to force the British to leave India. The movement was followed by large-scale violence directed at various institutions of colonial rule. There were widespread acts of sabotage and the police and army were brought out to suppress the movement. Gandhi encouraged Indians to stop buying British goods in order to avoid paying taxes to the British, and he also encouraged them to take part in other peaceful protests. He had millions of followers who had similar approaches in the fight for freedom. India also sometimes supported Britain's enemies in World War II. 
When Britain saw that India would not back down, they finally gave in. Part of the reason was because Britain's economy had been recovering from World War II and was not financially stable enough to continue ruling India. Although India was under British colonial rule for 200 years, the fight for freedom lasted a long 90 years, from 1858 to 1947. In 1947, after the British left, India was partitioned into two nation-states, a Hindu-majority India and a Muslim-majority Pakistan. This led to a mass migration which resulted in a lot of bloodshed. Although a lot has happened between India and the UK, the two countries seem to have a decent diplomatic relationship today. The UK diplomatic network in India is now the largest in the world. The UK is the third largest source of foreign direct investment in India, and India is the third largest source of foreign direct investment in the UK. Before I sign off, I'd like to thank the sources of the information shared in today's episode. India Today, Britannica, National Interest, The Conversation, Biography Online, New Yorker, and BBC. All right, that's all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and thank you so much for listening.